this week's end of day's update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're here at our new set trying to get used to shooting here and uh, having a great time. Gosh, we had a fun time in Lancaster, uh, South Carolina this last weekend. We were at Destiny Bible Church, had a wonderful time. Hey, if you're anywhere near uh, Denver or Glenwood Springs area, we'll be in Glenwood Springs this weekend at New Creation Church. We'll have a great time. Uh, old friends there, known for years, and uh, we'll get into end times and see how close we are to the coming of the Lord. So we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, specifically all of the signs of the second coming in our new book. There's like 79 signs, so radical that there's so much information in the Bible about the second coming. Really, it's amazing how God puts so much uh, verses about it, so we'd have a heads up. People go, why did God you know, put, put you know, a third of the Bible's prophecy? It brings authenticity to the, to the Scripture because this is the only book that gives you future. So there's verse after verse after verse to show us what it would look like so we'd get into position and do what we're supposed to do. It's not an escape theology. It's a hustle theology. So, I mean, the Lord rebuked the crowd only one time. He rebuked the Pharisees over and over and over again. But the crowd, he said, hey, you can tell what the weather's going to be, but you don't know your hour of visitation. So he wanted them to know. And I know I say this every week, but the demons, when Jesus walked into town, they screamed out, have you come to torment us before the time? They knew Jesus had a schedule, but he was early. But I love the instant submission there. So if demons can know the schedule, how much more the church? And God had one uh, tribe out of all 12 in the Old Covenant that had an understanding of the times, the children of Issachar, to know what, what Israel should do. So if you don't know what time it is, you don't, you don't know what to do. Just like in a football game, the, the quarterback's looking at the play clock. He's having to hustle because that's winding down and the plays are more crucial. So let's pick up the, what's happened around Israel this last week. The big deal was the amazing uh, rocket barrage from Gaza. It, it's interesting that the Palestinians wanted to take advantage, they thought, of Israel being kind of divided. And I believe it was 1,478 rockets and mortars were fired at Israel from May 9th to May the 13th. Israel responded by hitting 422 different targets. And 280 some of those were distinct targets. They were uh, places where they were being fired. There were places where they were being built. And so uh, Egypt pretty much brokered a ceasefire. And even after the ceasefire, uh, the Palestinians fired 30 more rockets into Israel. Uh, and some of the rockets that came out of Gaza fell down in Gaza and killed some of their own people because they didn't go far enough. But the Iron Dome knocked out 95% of those rockets. Remember a couple of weeks ago, the Sudan did a cyber attack and, and the Iron Dome didn't work that well. It worked flawlessly, 95% of the targets it hit. And then they even incorporated David Slingshot, which is a another level of high altitude of, of uh, missile defense system. So that worked really well. So Israel's got a lot going on. You got Jerusalem Flag Day. You got Iran coming out with rumors saying that Israel's going to go up on the Temple Mount. They never go up on the Temple Mount for that. They go through some of the Arab quarters for it, but they don't go up on the Temple Mount. So Iran's trying to get things all stirred up. A lot of things are happening with Iran and Russia. Iran and Russia uh, inked a deal this last week for a pipeline and literally for a corridor to pretty much rival the Suez Canal. But the thing about it was, was for gas production to be shipped all over the world. It's weird to see Iran and Russia becoming so much partners like that. I mean, right now, Iran is building drones for Russia. And you find out that Russia, the last week, fired missiles into the Ukraine. And not only did they fire missiles, they fired hypersonic missiles into the Ukraine. So there's a lot of things happening with that. And then the Ukraine came back firing uh, stuff into into Russia. What a terrible situation that is. But pretty much 
is in the cards for what you'd see right before the coming of the Lord. Different nations had to take different positions of weakness so that Russia could look like they could take over the world. But isn't that a weird thought pattern for China right now and for Russia right now to have that mentality? Just like Hitler, we're going to take over the world. I mean, you think about Russia and and China not necessarily coming up with new products, but being able to copy anything. In the midst of that, they come out with this mentality of we got to take over Taiwan, we got to take over the world. I mean, Russia going into Ukraine, Russia going into Crimea, that is the doorway and the next step for them to come into uh, coming down toward Israel. You've got an Arab summit where Syria looks like it's going to take a, a different position than it ever has in the nations that are around Syria and in Syria. Uh, so there's uh, different things happening there. I, I, I get so intrigued by all the different things happening globally as far as who the Antichrist could be. you got Elon Musk meeting with Emmanuel Macron uh, this last week, and they talked about, Elon Musk talked about with Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, the new digital currency that will be so easy to incorporate for all nations. We talked about the IMF came out with that a couple of weeks ago, how uh, easily it would be implemented. So you have all these things that are pointing to the coming of the Lord, specifically the stuff with, with Israel, you had some archaeological digs that happened down where the city of David was. They found receipts from the time of Jesus. There's been so much of that that I haven't even had a chance to get into each week. But the main thing is you got meetings like with Abbas, the Palestinian head, meeting with the UN saying that Israel needs to be kicked out of the UN. So you've got all these little jockeying for positions that you'll see probably right after the rapture with pushing Israel into a place where uh, they have to sign an agreement for peace. So, man, it's all laid out right in front of us. It's pretty amazing. So it's exciting. Why do we get into all this? He loves you so much. He wants you excited. He wants you expectant. He wants you going for it. When you see all these things, Jesus said, lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. So why? He doesn't want you downtrodden. So we always go back to the scriptures. With all this stuff happening that points to the Ezekiel 38 war and points to what's going to happen just after we're raptured, we always go back to the scripture. Uh, Jesus said the generation that sees Israel regathered and Jerusalem on back, he said that generation won't pass away until all is fulfilled. That's happened in our lifetime. But then you got the Hebrew language restored. you got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. you got the fertility of the land of Israel. you got the revival of the Roman Empire. I mean, the Capitol buildings in Strasbourg, France, it's not similar to the Tower of Babel. It's identical to the Tower of Babel. But then you got nature. You had foxes showing up on the Temple Mount, fish showing up in the Dead Sea, Dead Sea turning blood red on the Day of Atonement. Uh, that's crazy where Sodom and Gomorrah was. That's so radical. You have the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water, first time in 2,000 years. So you have all these things that are happening, that nature getting into position. You have the Temple Mount Institute that's ready to start having sacrifices. I mean, they had the red heifers. They had the lineage of Jacob's sheep come in. They had everything ready for sacrifices. I told you how a couple of years ago they got arrested being up on the edge of the Temple Mount. And this year they thought they were going to get away with it. They got arrested again. But there's that push just to have sacrifices. Why? We're about to be raptured. We're going to hand off to the Jews, and God's going to raise up 144,000 Jewish evangelists. They're going to start having sacrifices, and they're going to have a radical harvest. The Bible says it's innumerable. Why? By the time of the second coming, you've got 50% of the population will have gotten saved. That's a pretty big harvest for some nations that have 1% saved right now. So all these things are set up in, in, in place. 172 different species of predatory birds in position for the Ezekiel 38 war and for the Battle of Armageddon. So those things are in place. So one thing after another, men will be lovers themselves who have selfie sticks. Aerosmith, Steven Tyler got saved. I mean, how cool is that? They have the boys from Boston getting born again. So 
Lenny Kravitz led him to the Lord. So you have all that. Then you have the, the, the heavenly things. You have the blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles, four in a row. NASA calls it a tetrad. When's the last time you had four in a row like that? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. Uh, you had the, the other date after that was 1948 when Israel was regathered. Then you had 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. Remarkable dates coinciding with blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. That's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Then you had the Bethlehem Star. You had Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus come together at the birth of Jesus. I like that Regulus did retrograde motion. It looks like it's going backwards, but it, it crowned Jupiter, a king planet. So that happened at the birth of Jesus. This last year, NBC Nightly News said we have a celestial event. We've got the Bethlehem Star, Jupiter, Regulus, Venus coming together. And uh, what happened? First time in 2,000 years. Constellation was Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Many more things with heavenly things happening. Tons of stuff happening with asteroids. The point of it is you've got the earth getting ready, earthquakes everywhere. I haven't even gotten into all the earthquakes that happened in the last couple of weeks. Along with the crazy weather that's happened in the last few weeks. Why? The king's about to come back. Wow. Uh, we, we need to be prepared. We need to be going for it. We need to be soul winners. We need to hustle. We need to help your local church, help your local pastor. This is it. You know, I hear people say, well, are you sure this is the end times? I mean, how many signs do you need? The Lord said, when you see the fig tree bud, you could tell. He said, when you see one sign along with Jerusalem being won back, that's pretty radical. So this is it. What do we do? We're in position. We're in place. We don't fit church into our life. It is our life. Wow, how amazing to go from faith to sight. We sing about Jesus. We magnify Jesus. We honor Jesus. We're about to see the king face to face. Wow. Have a blessed, awesome week. We'll see you next Wednesday. We'll get into all these things that will happen. I know there are going to be some more things happening with Damascus. I'm sure Iran will be trying to bring more missiles down into Syria to park them on the border of Israel. Why? Because Jesus is just about to come. Have a blessed, wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.